Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Morning Blend Podcast. I'm your host, Kayla. Grab your morning blend and let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Morning Bend Podcast. I'm your host, Kayla, and happy Monday. Okay, guys, so happy Monday. It's Monday, May 17th, and today is a really, really, really big day for many reasons. And first of all, it's the official two-week countdown to the Book of Health and to my website relaunching. So I've been talking about this every single episode you guys must be so sick of it but honestly i'm just so excited because i've been working on these projects for so long on friday we had the shoot it was such good vibes and i love getting together with the team and just shooting it's just so fun um i love the creativity i love seeing everybody together and working towards one same goal and i just love when people understand the vision so honestly it was so fun and i want to thank my models kara and nat thank you so much so i posted a little teaser this morning on be well with kayla if you guys didn't see of the video that's going to be on my website on the banner so essentially we shot for the book of health and we shot for the teasers for the book of health and for the website and the whole point of this video is to show that um well how to implement wellness in your everyday routine and how it's really for everybody okay so that is the whole point of the video and i'm just so excited for you guys to see it on may 31st but until then i'll be posting some pictures and teasers and all that so all that to say is that um Hi, happy Monday, new episode. I am so excited for today's guest. I recorded this episode about a week ago and today I'm having Kira Jones on the pod. So if you don't know Kira Jones, she is the founder of a wellness platform called Cacti Wellness Collective. She is so cool and we met through Instagram, obviously. Um, And honestly, I'm so grateful for the women that I'm meeting through this platform. I just love my Instagram friends and I can't wait to meet them in real life. Hopefully one day when we could travel and COVID's over. Um, But Kira is like the perfect person that I would like literally be best friends with in real life. She is so cool, so independent, a young entrepreneur. She's amazing and her life process that we spoke about on the episode is just so cool she lived in LA she comes from Wisconsin she moved to Chicago now she's in New York um she has a boyfriend she like is killing it and building her business from the ground up and the coolest part about Kira's business is that it's um not only a wellness like subscription-based platform where she offers workouts and meditations but she also gives you the tools to be a boss babe like you could learn how to be productive with her page with her platform sorry so her platform allows you to like become more productive through productivity videos which i personally appreciate because as a young female entrepreneur myself those are things i want to learn more about so definitely listen into this episode today and subscribe to her platform and definitely go follow her on cacti wellness on instagram and she is so cool i will link her instagram in bio and as well as her um app name and her website so yeah anything else that i want to update you guys on okay so other than that i have a new smoothie launching at velish by the end of the day today so i'm gonna be putting that up on my page this afternoon hopefully fingers crossed if everything is like settled out um it's been a lot of back and forth for this smoothie we're trying to get the perfect uh consistency the perfect taste the perfect flavor and i think today will finally be the day so i'll be announcing that later on today and anything else um 
not really how about we just get into it so i promise that next episode will be a solo episode because i've had two guests back to back which i know some people are probably like oh i just want to hear her talk about um like her and not always hear someone else's story but i get that feedback a lot that you guys enjoy the solo episodes a little more but i think that these guests are so cool and i am so excited to have kira on today and if you listen to last week's episode with lauren i found it so insightful and it got such great feedback so let's get into this episode and i'll catch you guys next monday bye i'm here with my friend from instagram kira jones first of all i love her name kira jones girl you sound like you sound like Carrie Bradshaw, but like... Oh, I love that. I can yeah, go for that. So cute. Okay, so introduce yourself. Please give us like an extended elevator pitch on who you are, what you do, and anything else you want to share. Go ahead. Perfect. So I'm Kira Jones. I own Cacti Wellness Collective, uh, which is an online app platform with meditations, workouts, and productivity workshops. So we kind of go over all angles of both wellness and productivity. I really believe in taking care of business while taking care of yourself. So it's finding that happy medium between the two. Um, but it's really for, you know, super high performers, ambitious women, like I'm sure all of you are that are listening. Um, people that like really want to work hard and also want to just make sure that they're getting their wellness in. So everything's under 20 minutes. It's all about doing things efficiently and effectively. So that's a little bit about my business, but a little more about me. Um, I'm 25. I live in New York city right now, but I was in, I'm from Wisconsin from the Midwest. Um, and then I lived in Chicago, LA, and now I'm in New York. So I kind of have been, you know, jumping all over, but I like city living. So that's where I landed. You're 25. You're from Wisconsin. Yeah. How did you end up in Chicago? And then you went to LA. What was next? Yeah. So I, Well, I grew up in Wisconsin, grew up in Madison. So when people think of Wisconsin, I think they think like true farmland. And there's a lot of that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a lot of that. But um, Madison has the university. It's a little bit of a like bigger city. So um, not skyscrapers, but there's a downtown. There's a lot more to do. So not super small, but I always knew I wanted to live somewhere bigger. I was always super infatuated with like Gossip Girl, Sex in the City. So for college, I jumped on that chance. And that's when I moved to Chicago was for college. I studied PR and advertising um, and minored in marketing and sales and went to DePaul University. Absolutely loved it. And then while I was there, I was like, okay, after this, it's either LA or New York. I kind of always had that in mind. Um, And I got super into wellness, which I know we'll dive into, but at in like the kind of junior senior year, my last two years of college, I got super into wellness and that's what triggered the LA move because of course LA is like the Mecca for all things wellness. So that's when I moved there. And then, um, you know, four years later, I was like, I'm ready for another change. And we actually just moved, my boyfriend and I just moved out to New York two, three months ago. Your journey. And it's amazing. Okay. So before we dive into anything else, I want the full tea on how living in LA is. Give us the tea. How was so, it? As a yeah. well practitioner, as someone who's in that field, how was it? Like, give us the tea. It's so funny because it's like, in some ways, it's not like real life. And like, I feel like a lot of people say that, but it's really true. You're in this bubble. I mean, living with like so much accessible, especially if you're super into wellness, it's just incredible. Like any store you go to, any restaurant you go to, you know, especially from like a food standpoint that you can 
get whatever like suits your diet. And so it was perfect in that sense. I loved that. I loved like superfood health stores, fitness classes, like crazy. Um, I actually moved there and was working at Equinox, which is like a big kind of like luxury gym chain. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So that's what I moved out there to do. Um, and and like downtown LA. Um, I worked in Santa Monica. So like right by the beach. Yeah. So cool. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm just like a map. That is such a dream. (laughs) It was so like for the big, for my early twenties, it was such a dream because you're living in like vacation mode all the time. It's so beautiful there. Um, and there's just so many, there's so many fun things to do, but I do feel like I was kind of craving like a little bit of a more grounding place after that. So New York is, I feel a little bit more like connected, I think to the community here, which has been really a cool change. I love that. So when you mean grounded, do you feel like in LA you're really living in like some superficial world? Like it's like you're jumping into Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of that. And a lot of people it's because, you know, and it's respectable because a lot of people there, it's very popular to be doing something with social media or entertainment, you know, Hollywood's there and everyone's either like on something, some show or is in some sort of like fitness influencer, that kind of thing. So, um, you really do feel that way. And everything is very like curated and picture perfect, which it's fine. But it, I think from to your question about being grounded, you know, there is some tie to like reality in New York and in LA, a lot of it is kind of like, you're just exactly. So definitely been to LA before, but like on vacation, I've never, but like living in LA is a whole different experience, you know? So that's why like, I find it so cool that you experience New York. That's very fast paced, very close, like very, definitely you're grounded in New York. Like you're yeah. maybe too much, like too much on the ground. Yeah. Like you hit the ground running and then you, well, before that you did LA, which was very like West coast, like slow motion, easy, yes. crazy, like everybody is somebody. Um, and like, I feel like you feel that in, in LA, like, you know, that everybody is somebody when you go to Los Angeles rather than New York, where you could be sitting next to, uh, someone who's done so much with their life and like, they're like a regular Joe, you know what I'm saying? Like everyone's the same. It's so true. That's like the perfect way to put it. And I think even if everybody isn't somebody, they think they're somebody, which is, which is cool. It's like, it's a place where people's dreams, make their dreams come true, both, both coasts. And no, Hey, I will definitely be back to LA and visiting. And I, I have a lot of friends there and loved it there, but it's been a good, it's been a good change. I feel like I encourage people to try if they're not, if you're not super, super comfortable and happy in your environment, like that moving, making big moves in my life, uh, physically from location to location has been something that has been super inspiring and like a really good reset. And I think every time you kind of get out of your comfort zone, whether it's like where you live or in other ways, you really can kind of find a new piece of yourself. So I think moving is really fun. Yeah. Honestly, live your best life. That's something I haven't done. And it's honestly insane how you've done all that. And I love how Um, like, I don't want to talk about this for too long because I know we have so much else to talk about, but I find that since from a young age, you grew up in Wisconsin and I feel like that kind of really fueled your fire to move out of like that small town. And, um, you know, who also, I think I said the same thing about Wisconsin. I think it was Kenzie Burke. Yeah. She's, I think she's from there. I don't think she ever seems to go back, but I think I've read that she's from there too. She, I think I used to follow her like actively. And I think she said like, uh, you know, I, I'm from, I was from Wisconsin. I didn't grow up in like a big town with a lot of like, you know, like a luxurious town. And she, that really fueled her to like move out to LA and like live her best life, you know, which is really cool. And I find that 
from a young, like you're, you're only 25. So it's like, you've done a lot. You've been in LA, you've been in Chicago, which is another huge city. Of yeah. City. Um, you've been in the, in the major cities and like uh, in the country. So I think that like, honestly, that's so cool. And I feel like people listening right now probably feel so inspired by you. So I want to hear now on how you got into wellness, what drove you to not only practicing wellness and just like posting online and like kind of having a blog style Instagram that like, you know, these days, every time someone starts a wellness journey, they feel the need to document it, which is so amazing. But you not only are documenting it, but you're, you create a platform. Like you have, she has an app, you guys, which honestly blew me away. And when I (laughs) had an app, I was like, okay, I'm putting on the pod. How did you even develop the app? Um, how do you, like, how does one even go about that? Like, so talk to us, how did you become this person? Like, wow. Yeah. So, well, first of all, thank you so much. Um, I, the, I guess the way that it kind of all started was when I was working at Equinox, I was in sales. So I would basically sign people up for the gym. That was the extent of the job. And it was such a great place to a, like get, get further into wellness. Oh, to backtrack a little bit. My wellness journey began in college. I was not someone, I grew up doing theater. I was not someone that grew up playing sports. I mean, I was very active, but I was not, I didn't have like a routine in terms of fitness and, you know, again, living in Wisconsin, you don't have access to like all the health foods that I'm able to get now. And even in Chicago, really, at least when I was there, it was just starting to kind of like get with it, get with the program on like having access to those types of things. So, um, I got really interested in it in, uh, like the last half of college because I was having all sorts of stomach issues and, um, I've always kind of run like a little bit more anxious. So I I'm really sensitive to knowing like when something feels off. Uh, so I basically just went on this like journey on my own, um, to try to fix my stomach issues and to try to just feel calmer in life. And that's when I picked up meditation, fitness, and, um, changed my diet a bit, like cleaned up my diet and kind of for a while I wasn't eating any dairy or meat just cause it was, I realized those were triggers for me. And oh. now I have a much more, a lot more balance. I think I try to try to like keep a little bit of everything incorporated, yes. but I definitely, um, it was for me, that was important to just kind of like clean house first before I could kind of add things back in. And that's the protocol, you know, like I I see a lot of clients, me too. And like, every time I I throw them, they're not, don't throw them. But every time I introduce their protocol, whether it be like gut health, leaky gut, like even anxiety, I love how you mentioned that, how, you know, sometimes we think anxiety is so subconscious, but it could actually be physical. Yeah. We don't know. It's not apparent to us that, you know, gluten could be triggering your nervous system, which is triggering your anxiety. Like you may be developing an autoimmune disease that you don't know about, you know, Uh, you may be suffering from celiac disease, meat, inflammatory foods, like dairy, anything processed sugar could really affect your, uh, your system and could trigger your anxiety. So it's no myth or like lie that having a cleaner, quote unquote, cleaner diet, makes all these symptoms surrounding anxiety, depression, and anything else, just like even stress, like chronic stress, the way you respond mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. irritability, um, much, much better. And I love how you said that at first you kind of went cold Turkey. Yeah. Now, like you keep a good balance of everything because like, you know, I love how you said that, like, I- I'm the same way how I don't eat meat every day. I used to not eat meat at all, but now right. of course I keep meat in my diet, you know? So I feel like that's such a good balance. And it really shows that like, you're really all about like, balance in general and being like well-rounded. So that's amazing. 
back to you. Well, and I think, yeah, to, to your point with that too, like restriction, I I'm someone that's very extreme. And so I think like the restriction thing, I can get a little carried away with. And so it's for me personally, and I think just in human nature, it's when you try to deprive yourself of something, whether, and in this goes for anything, you're going to like want more of it or, or think about it more or whatever, even if it's just like, um, I don't know, some other thing that you love to do, like spend an hour watching TV a day. If you're like, I'm cutting that out, like you're going to probably still have that craving. And I think sometimes just like doing what you want to do and getting, as long as it's in moderation, everything works its way out. So yeah. So that's how my, um, journey really started. And it was all personal at that point. I actually did have like a, a account that I completely deleted when I moved to LA, but it was like mostly just for me documenting like, you know, fitness classes I would take and what I was eating and all of that. And then I deleted that kind of forgot all about it, went to LA for this job and I was working in the fitness industry. And, um, I worked a lot at that time with, basically like corporate programs. So you would go, I would go into companies, like for example, a company called True Car was like one that we would work with. And the, I, I honestly, I think it's like car insurance or something like that, but it's a very corporate job. There's a lot yeah. of people that worked in tech there. And I would go in and basically like do this presentation about the gym, try to help bring in a trainer. Like we would do stuff with them. And, you know, I'd ask, be asking questions about their workout schedules or, you know, exercise routines. And these people they were so far from even wanting a gym membership because they weren't even like, they said they had no time. They didn't even work out or move their body once a week and, you know, no shade towards anyone, but it's just, I just know how happy and how good people feel when they're moving. And so that's when I became really passionate about like kind of bridging that gap where people feel like they are so busy and there's no way in the world that they're going to get into a gym and get a workout in. They're just so far from that. And like to then ask those people to join a gym and come five times a week, it's just not going to happen. Like yeah. there's, that's a big change you're asking someone to make. Totally. So that's kind of a long winded way of explaining kind of what got my gears going and turning and, you know, wanting to work on something a little bit bigger in this kind of corporate wellness space. And just over time, I started the Cacti Wellness Instagram account and over time, everything just kind of, you know, shifted and became what it is now, which is more directed towards any working woman. You don't need to be in a corporate job. A lot of our members are people that are either like trying to kind of leave their corporate job for something more entrepreneurial or freelancers that are balancing a lot of clients. Um, so any, any woman who wants to like kill it at work and also incorporate wellness is really who uh, I try to serve. And you know, what's cool about your platform is that it's not the first time I hear like from people that start a platform like, Oh, you know, quick workouts, like 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes, any, any, um, little time, like so little time. That's all you need. Like Tasha Franken preaches that, you know, Melissa would health, all that. But, but what I find is so cool about your platform is that you bridge the gap. Like you said, like, okay, now I'm working out, but now how do I become this amazing productive person that everyone preaches on Instagram to be um, like solely by working out. Like there are so many other aspects of wellness that are not touched, you know, like, so yes, meditation for sure. But I feel like meditation and um, movement go hand in hand, you know, but the fact that you really incorporate that productivity aspect, because I've checked out your platform before and you literally have videos on like how to be productive. Like that's an example on, of like a video that you've made on, on productivity. Like how, how, how does someone follow along? Like give a, give me an example. 
Yeah. So actually most, we do some like software tutorials where if you're an entrepreneur or in marketing or, you know, social media, it just kind of gives you those like really bite-sized tutorials on how to use different platforms like Google Calendar or Airtable or Canva, just different things that people use for kind of like a more creative business. But the things that I really think are applicable to anybody are our productivity workshops on mostly scheduling. That's what I really like to focus on is a bunch of different kind of planning and scheduling and goal setting strategies that you can use to make the most of your time. Because again, that goes with what you're saying where like, you know, now you have this short workout, but like, how do we fit that in and how do we make sure it happens? And and what do we do after, you know? Exactly. And we we hear all these things and it's kind of overwhelming, you know, like the, like, let's say, let me give you an example, like, and there's no shade point to anybody I'm mentioning on the podcast. I am subscribed to everyone's platform and I love everybody, but I just find that, um, like you really encompass everything. And when you hear someone pick up their phone, like you guys, you know, like my 20 minute workout, they've changed my life anytime, anywhere. They've made me so much like this. They've made me so much like that. And it's like, yes, yes, yes. But impossible that just a workout has made you this amazing woman. You know, there is Mm. so much else that goes into being an amazing woman, you know, Mm -hmm. and those are not things that we talk about enough on, on social media. Like we think that you wake up, you drink your lemon water, you do your 20 minute Pilates. You're an amazing woman. Yeah. Like I'm, and you're automatically motivated. Automatically (laughs) the next most award. It's like, we did it. Like (laughs) we did it. We're done. Um, but I just find that there's so much else and I see it on my day to day, you know, like, yes, I wake up, I do my workout, blah, blah, blah. get to the office problems com- commence, you know, like right, right after eight, eight 30 happens, it's like, Oh my God, we have problems. Like I, I could definitely use more productivity tips. I could definitely use more scheduling tips, like how to really properly manage my schedule. You know, sometimes I'll be at work and I'll find myself like scrolling on my phone through like my DMS for like more than 45 minutes. It's like, how did, like, how did this happen? Cause I'm in, yeah. such, I'm in such a, like a brain fart, like literally like a, I'm just so tired that I just find that I could definitely use tips and that's what brought me to actually like looking at your platform and then contacting you to be on the podcast. So please give us, cause I'm telling you, if you guys follow Kira online, you could well, online on social media, you could see that she is very productive. Like you have specific ways of structuring your time. You also have a boyfriend and you live together, which is insane. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I'd be able to, like, I love my boyfriend and all, and, like, I definitely want to live with him one day, of course, but to really, like, manage your space, like, how do you do all that? Like, tell me what your top productivity tips are. Yes. Yeah, so I'd say, like, first of all, I want to preface this by saying, you know, we all know Instagram's a highlight reel, and I I am a very productive person. Mm -hmm. I am a very productive person, but at the same time, there are days where it's like, what was it yesterday or two days ago? One day this week, I like got my period. I was not feeling great. And I was just like, there, I can't think like there, I'm not getting anything done today. Yeah. Yeah. So I like stared that I tried, I did try. And I think that's part of it. Like one of my big things is like discipline over motivation. You're not always going to be motivated. That's just the truth. But if you make the commitment to like be disciplined and, and have a schedule, which is why I'm so passionate about scheduling, because then at least it's like, I told myself I'm going to do this. Now I, now I, I still have to make the decision. Am I actually going to do it? But at least you're, you don't have to think about it anymore. It's just, this is the schedule. If you want to follow it, follow it, you know? Yeah. So, um, I think like I did try to work, but there are days where it's just, your brain is not functioning the same way that you'd like it to. And that's okay. 
but when it comes to like making that plan, I I'm just such a believer in discipline. And I think like it takes practice first of all. So just by making a schedule for yourself, don't, don't be hard on yourself if you don't follow it overnight, because it does take practice. You're building these habits, but I'd say like some quick rapid fire tips that will can make a big difference are scheduling out your day hourly, like into hour increments and just, yeah. And just like, I prefer to batch my time. So like, let's say I have calls. I'd like to do them all within the same like couple of hours so that I'm not taking calls at random times. And then you have this like empty space in the middle of your day. So like, I like to do that. And then same thing when it, when it comes to creating content, I like to do all of that at one time, computer work at the same time. Um, but I kind of block out like an hour to a two hour chunk. Um, and I think that when you go into the day knowing an, an outline for what you're hoping to get done hour over hour, of course, things will move around. We're human and things come up. And, you know, like you were saying, like problems will arise that you did yeah. not put in your schedule and that's okay. Um, but just having like a framework for your day and outline can be super helpful. And I think it's underrated. Like it's going a step further from the to-do list and actually matching all your tasks to time in your schedule. Another thing is putting your phone on airplane mode or just putting it in a drawer or in the other room. Like I, what you said about Instagram, it happens all the time. I'm like, I was going to post something, never posted it 30 minutes later. And I'm like, what am I do? What am I still on here? I don't even know what I'm doing. And you like finally snap out of it. You know? wake up from your brain fog and you're like, like you're I, even this morning I was like, I showered. I sat on my bed in a towel. I got onto my bed at 6.15. And like, sometimes, you know what it is? Like, sometimes I'm so in my head. And like, obviously, I'm sure you know this because you run a, you run a business yourself. So like, you know when like you're so in your head about your business where like you wake up early in the morning, it's the first thing you're thinking about. And then you're just using Instagram as like a place to like brain dump. Yeah. Instead of taking a, it's, instead of taking a piece of paper and writing down your thoughts. Like I'm, I'm thinking my thoughts through scrolling. I'm not taking anything in by scrolling Right. I'm thinking about my own stuff. And then before you know it, it's six, it's six 45, yeah. you know? So, and, um, actually I mentioned a good point, you know, like I use that as a brain, as a brain dump in the morning, right. I could just whip out a piece of paper and write it down, you know, not always being like, so attached to the phone, taking it, putting it in a drawer, not looking at it in the morning. Like I'm definitely like too addicted to this thing. Like recently in the most, like in the last months, I've realized that this has been a big a problem for me. Like it's been a great thing, but also a problem. So what would you say for somebody who's um, addicted to, to their phone and it's affecting their productivity? And, you know, I feel like with work from home these days, and I know you, you work from home, right? Yes. How do you manage work from home? How are you finding work from home? And what gets you through that? Like, like not that, but that situation. So I think like, that's, that's one of the things with the phone is, you know, I, for my job and for your job and for most, honestly, most of our jobs at this point in time, we have to be on our phone a ton. And so you're going to need to pick it up. Like putting it on airplane mode all day in a drawer is great, but like, you're going to need to use it. And I get yeah. that. So I think like, if you needed to, like, I will delete my Instagram app sometimes throughout the middle of the day. And I, it seems extreme, but it's like, it's not even on purpose that we're clicking things. It's a matter of habit. And one of the biggest things that I find to be true about building and like removing habits from your life is figure out what that trigger is. So like, if you're just automatically clicking on Instagram, when you go on your phone, it's like the first thing you press, or you're immediately, I don't know, going through emails when you don't need to be or whatever, whatever it is, like, 
just delete the app for a little bit. You can always put it back. I think it's, it's not too extreme because it'll actually change your behavior. Well, whereas not only Instagram, even like TikTok, you know, I think, I don't have TikTok. Like yeah. using TikTok as like, TikTok is the new thing. Instagram is actually pretty late. Like, I'm yeah, like- <laughs> so true. And like both of those things, I think like whatever it is that sucks you in, even if it's, I don't know, whatever you have on your phone. Another thing with, with the phone is so much of what we have on our phone, you can do on your computer. And so, um, for example, like I have iMessage on my computer. I have my Gmail, obviously on my computer. I have, um, my Instagram, a lot of times I'll answer DMS through my computer because then you don't have to be on your phone and it's much harder to like watch stories and stuff through Instagram on your computer. So it kind of eliminates that distraction. So just being mindful of that. And like, if you need to put your phone literally in another room, then do it. Or if you need to like lock it in a drawer somewhere that's not right next to you, then do it. I think that's like a huge tip. And it, and then when it comes to working from home, you know, that all carries over because everything's just so accessible, but having like some sitting up in a real place is big for me. Like if I'm on the couch, it's just never as productive. So like if you are working at home, having that designated space, even if it's not like a true desk situation, just having somewhere where you can like sit up. A lot of times I work at my bar, like my kitchen Island. Um, and I just, I think I get so much more done if I'm like sitting up straight, you know, distractions away. And I often see you put like little time lapses on, on, of you on your, on your kitchen counter because it's a productive space, you know? And even for me, like if I'm home, I will never go in my bed to work. It's not, yeah. you know, like that is like number one tip to, pro- pro- to productivity is not working in your room, you know? And obviously not everybody has that luxury during work from home because, um, you know, some people live with their parents, the kitchen is busy. But um, maybe just really investing in like a proper desk, like not getting your work done from bed, from your bed. Like that is such a game changer. And um, back to what I was saying before about you living with your boyfriend. How do you find, if this is not too personal, but how do you find um, like separating your space? Like not only separating your like, okay, you go in that room, I go in this room today, but yeah. your work time from your like intimate time, like your couple time, like how do you manage that? Yeah. So it, so I'm really fortunate because my boyfriend is also an entrepreneur, works for himself, works from home. And when I actually, when we met, I was still working at Equinox and he actually like helped me kind of take that leap and have faith in myself to work on my own as well. So in that sense, I'm really fortunate because we both have like a flexible schedules. So if one of us has a call, then we can kind of usually like figure out a way to work it so that we're not all doing stuff at the same time in the same room. Um, so that's really a good, just like a lucky setup, but also, you know, he's also very focused and spends a lot of time working and we really respect that about each other. It's just a lot of, it's a, big part of our relationship dynamic is we have like really big goals and we work mostly separately, but we also, you know, have different strengths. So we like to bounce ideas off of each other. So I'm really fortunate that we get to be productive that way in terms of like taking time off into ourselves. We're not the best at it. Like we do. I would say that we pretty much will just like, if we have something to say about work, we'll talk about it at any given time. But, um, that's something that I don't know. I used to have more of a problem with. I would be like, don't talk to me about work right now. But also I think setting those boundaries for yourself, like in the morning, I have a very strict routine. And if I first open my eye and he's like trying to talk to me about 
work or, or my work. Like if he'll have an idea, he just wants to say it then. And I think it's like a, a woman thing to kind of like need, like, I, I don't know if it's like a hormone, you would know better than me, but I feel like yeah. there's something in the morning where I'm like, I get so overwhelmed if I get too much information. Sure. Yeah. It's a part of like, honestly, it's probably part of your circadian rhythm. Like, you know, like waking up in the morning, like, and like your cortisol is slowly going up. Like don't boost my cortisol. Yes. It's, actually, it's actually a very unhealthy way to start the day. You know, it's like someone waking up, waking you up by kicking the door open. Totally. Terrible start to your day. You know, like it's like, let's have coffee and talk about this slowly in a soft tone, you know? Yes, absolutely. And so we're on the, totally on the same page about that now, but that did just take me saying like, okay, I, I would always say like, it's not my news hour. It's especially like around the U S election. I was like, I can't in the morning. I just can't talk about that yet. And so I think like you, if you live with someone, whether it's your boyfriend or your husband or your parents, you know, or a roommate, like it's totally fine to just say, I need like you know, let's not talk about anything too serious before 8am. Yeah. And I think like, I just like to get my workout in, get my day started and, um, do it my way. So that, that's just like a boundary to be set. Other than that though, I think like we, we do, uh, we went from living in a two bedroom apartment in LA to a one bedroom apartment in New York. So it's been a bit of an adjustment because our second bedroom was, we used as an office at our old place. So it's just more like musical, chairs trying to figure out where, you know, who needs a call, who needs a good zoom background, whatever. But other than that, it's it, you really, you get used to it. I mean, you live, do you live with your family, right? Yeah. I live with my family. Yeah. I live with my family. So but the thing about me is that I'm very lucky because, well, first of all, my sister's moving back to Boston on, um, on Sunday actually. And, but honestly, I'm just, I, uh, I felt like at the beginning of the pandemic, the reason why I put so much emphasis on having an office mm-hmm. is because we're a family of five, you know, and I'm not somebody who could work out of my bedroom. Like it, mm. it wasn't like, I know that for me, for my product, my productivity, for my mental health, it wasn't going to work. And then anything I was doing was in the kitchen, but I can't kick my parents out of the kitchen. You know, right, my mom's, right. mom's a stay at home mom. She's always home. My, my dad, well, not always home. She obviously has a life, but she's mainly home. And my dad like goes into the office and then other days he doesn't go to the office. Right. So it's like, I can't play these musical chairs, you know, with four other people. And, um, you know, when I was a student, it was totally manageable. But now that like I'm working, I'm taking phone calls. Plus I have terrible cellular service in my house. Oh. I, like, it's awful. So I knew I needed an office. So that's why like, I really like uh, structured things to, like, to have an office available. And that's like, I was like my non-negotiable for me, you know, and it's like pretty close to my house. So, um, but if I lived with my boyfriend alone, right. And plus he works, like I probably wouldn't need an office because I would have so much space to myself, you know? So like, yeah. It's funny how things would change at that point in my in time, but if you live with your family, like you know what I'm saying, I, I, with four other people, I feel like maybe you'd probably feel like it was it need was more space. Totally, yeah. and I think like I think also the one nice the one thing that I miss about going into an office that I try to kind of emulate at home. And so if, if anyone listening works from home, like this would be another big tip: is I go to the gym and then I come home and I because I always go to the gym. I try to go to the gym in the morning before work and I come home and then I shower and like change and try to like look presentable. I mean, I'm usually in sweats cause I just yeah. can be, but like change into like cuter sweats and like, I just feel better about myself in it. Like I'm in a different state than I was when I was like sweaty at the gym. And I think that that kind of triggers almost like, you know, what you would do to go into an office, even though you're not leaving your space, you're now sitting there in a different way than you were before. Oh, so. 
So you mentioned a couple times your morning routine. So we want to know before we get into how you founded Cacti Wellness Collective and how, what are the steps you took to get there? We want to hear all about your morning routine. So give us the 411 on what you do from the second your eyes uh, open to mm-hmm. the second you get down to your computer to work. Like when, when does your workday start and how does a workday typically look for you? Okay. So morning routine, I have pretty much down to a science. I do almost the exact same thing every day. Um, if I wake up on time. So my goal is to always wake up at 5am, which I know to a lot of people might sound super crazy early. And like, I'm not, I'm not, I think I'm a more, I'm definitely a morning person, but also some of it's just like, I've trained myself to do that. I go to bed at a reasonable time, like no later in bed than 10 at the very, very latest. And I, I try to get from 10 to five asleep every night. Um, and then usually like, it would be great if I can fall asleep before that. And then that really helps me in the morning. Cause I'm rested. I'm not like trying to wake up one eye open and, you know, d- didn't get enough sleep. So that's the first thing I set my alarm in a different, in the kitchen and I leave my like phone plugged in in there. So I don't bring my phone into the bedroom at all. Um, yeah. So I actually turn my phone off. I try to turn it off at like eight every night while I put it on airplane mode leave it in the kitchen. And then I have that alarm go off. So I have to get up and go get it, which I think that's like a big trick because like you're now standing, walking into another room. It's much harder to snooze the alarm. Sometimes I still do, but at least now I've like gotten up. I think I might be stealing that trick from you. It's a good one. That is such a trick. Good for that. Yeah. And then keep it on airplane mode because then when you grab it, you can't like it, you are, you're locked out of everything, which I like. So I can't check email. I can't check text. I can't check Instagram unless I consciously, you know, go online, which I don't. So I keep it, I wake up around five. Um, I immediately like put on coffee, coming back into my room. And then I do my five minute journal and, um, I read a page out of the daily stoic every morning. Beautiful. So that's kind of like my first thing. And then I'll do a meditation. I, in on my app, we have like Monday through Sunday, there's a new, you know, a different recommended meditation every day. So I'll do whatever's on there. And then now I'm ready to like get up. (laughs) So I'm kind of like more awake, grab my coffee, put on workout clothes that I already laid out. And then by 6am, I like to be out the door headed to the gym, which is like a 15 minute walk for me. So then I usually only spend about 30 minutes actually at the gym. Um, Gym routine. Gym routine is usually some sort of cacti workout, I'll usually warm out, warm up on the treadmill for like five, 10 minutes, do like a 12, three 30, but only 12, three, five or 12, 12, three, 10. Honestly. Yeah. Same. It was very <laughs> and I was like, it's going to be 12, three 15 today. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I do like 12, three 10 is what yeah. I did today. Yeah. And then, um, I'll do like usually a workout from my app, but then I, since I made the workout. I just like do it without the video, but I'll just kind of run myself through usually something with like either lightweights or every once in a while I'll do a kind of like heavier lifting day, but it's usually two or three simple circuits. Um, and that's it. Can I just stop you for a second? What kind of workouts do you offer on the platform? Is it all like Pilates, low impact? Like what's, what's happening on there? 
So, um, great question. I should have mentioned that. So yeah, I, I kind of do a range of different things. I'm seeing what people love still the, the app we launched in February. So I'm trying to kind of get an idea of like what people actually like the most. Um, but I have some hit workouts and then which, which they're not like jumping. I don't do any like crazy cardio jumping, but they're just like very quick. You don't take very many breaks. So your heart rate stays up. Um, and those are usually with like medium dumbbells. And then I'll either do those, or we do have some like more Pilates inspired kind of body weight workouts, some flows. So you can kind of find what you want on there, but I generally have workouts that isolate different parts of the body. Cause that's how I prefer to work out. So like one day I'll be inner thighs and booty. One day I'll be core focused. Um, we'll do like an upper body and shoulders type of workout. So then the way that we run the schedule on the app is kind of each day you cycle through. So by the end of the week, if you were to follow it, you would have had like a well-rounded kind of full body situation going on next week. And also I want to ask you about meditation. So I used to somewhat practice some sort of kind of meditation, but I don't think I got it right. You know, Mm -hmm. what are the benefits of meditation? How do you find that meditation has, well, we know the benefits, the generic benefits of meditation, Mm -hmm. you know, but what are the benefits for you like in your life? Like what has meditation changed for you and like your, your life in general? Yeah. So I think like for the cacti workouts, we really focus on, or sorry, meditations. We really focus on two types of meditation and one of them is breath work. And then the other one is visualization. So our meditations are not totally traditional in the sense of like, the goal is not to clear your mind for the breath work exercises. It's to to do something physiologically with your body. So um, some of some of the breath work is designed to kind of really calm down your nervous system and help you release anxiety or even like go into kind of more of a sleeping state. And some of it is designed to really get you amped up and it's you breathe very quickly. And so it, it really helps give you energy. So I love doing things like that. And I think like the benefit from breath work and the reason I love breath work is because you can really change your state in a very short amount of time. So especially if you're someone like me that struggles with anxiety, just having like breath work practices where, you know, you can breathe a certain way for five minutes and you will feel very different than you did five minutes ago. It's a great like life hack, you know? So I definitely need that in my life. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I go through those phases so, where like, I'm not like, I'm not programmed to be anxious. And like, I feel like many people could relate to this, but I do have the, my, the periods in my life where I'm so anxious and I'm in one of those periods right now. And I really wish I had a practice like during those periods, other than just like, you know, movement, you know? So yeah. The fact that you mentioned this and like breathing is definitely something that I sleep on. Like I'm definitely not mindful of my breathing habits. So I'm definitely going to try that. Um, and I'm going to implement it, implement it. I downloaded your app and I'm going to subscribe. I've, I keep forgetting to, but I'm, I'm on, I'm on the bandwagon and yes. I'm on the bandwagon as well for leaving my phone in the kitchen. So <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I love think, it. Well, so what were you saying before, before I No, had- yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, so breath work, I, I mean, I think it's exactly for that. It's, it's whether you have like chronic anxiety or just like you're in a stressful situation and you need to calm yourself down. So we have, um, a variety of different basically like 101 breathwork 101. So it kind of teaches you how, and then leads you through it. Um, and they're short, they're five, 10 minutes tops. Um, and you know, you can do it with the app. And then once you've learned the practice, you can also, if you'd prefer to do it on your own, it's an, it's something you can kind of carry with you. You don't have to have the recording every single time. Um, and then for visualizations, 
visualization is for anyone that's not familiar with this form of meditation, basically you're, it's a guided meditation where you are truly visualizing yourself in a situation generally that has not happened yet. Um, and for, different benefits and different outcomes. So the ones that I prefer to do are kind of like productivity focused, honestly, where you're focusing on reaching really big goals that you have for yourself in the future and stepping into the person that's already reached those goals, seeing them as if you're already experiencing them. And if you already did everything that you wanted to do, um, because then when you come, when you kind of like come to, and, you know, wake up from that, you feel so empowered because your brain actually can't tell the difference between, things that you've already done and things that you've just visualized yourself as doing. So if you train yourself to think that you, you know, ran a marathon, let's say that's one of your goals, like you ran a marathon and you're envisioning like running through the finish line. I mean, obviously physically your body hasn't done it, but there are so many studies on how, you know, scientifically, like there are so many scientific studies on how your brain sees that and perceives that and believes it. So we have so much power in our minds. And that's what I love about meditation is you're really like able to help your confidence. I think if nothing else, meditation has helped my confidence so much and just made me feel more capable. So again, for anxiety, like if you're feeling like, you know, just comparison fatigue, or you've been scrolling through Instagram and you're like, I'm not doing enough and I should do this. I, I didn't do this it's a good way to kind of pull back and be like, okay, what do I, what does Kira really want in life? Like, what do yeah. I actually want? Not what everyone else wanted, but what do I want? Yeah. And then picturing yourself going through that. So the cacti meditations guide through that, but also sometimes I'll just do them, you know, without the audio from the app and, and work my own way through different situations that are feeling super tough in the moment. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's what I love about meditation. I love that. I love how you mentioned that. And also I, I, saw that, I think it was Melissa Wood or something I saw on Pinterest as well, like how they, someone said, whatever you envision mentally, like is real. Like it's gonna, it could happen in real life. Like if you could see it and you, you could touch it, you know what I'm saying? So um, I feel like meditation, and I've, I've heard so many bloggers, influencers, and YouTubers talk about the power of meditation. And it's really all about like taking your thoughts and really thinking about them, like developing them like deep enough so that you could actually create the power to bring it to life, you know, like when it comes to vis visualization. So I think that that is so amazing that you offer that on the app. And um, like I said, like so many people talk about it, but they don't give you the tools to really do it, you know? So I feel like your um, platform is so encompassing in that sense. And it's just so inspiring. So I want to hear um, about, well, first of all, what happens after you go to the gym? Okay. Yeah. Back to, so back like, to the story. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're all over the place. So that's Yeah. So 6am I go to the gym. 7am is usually like about the time I'm getting back. I shower, get ready. And as I said, I try to like make myself feel more presentable, make myself feel ready for the day. Yeah. Um, and then I make breakfast. I eat breakfast usually around like eight o'clock. I do oatmeal. Yes. oatmeal pretty much every day. I put protein powder in there and do, um, cashew butter and fruit. And it's just like the Trader Joe's steel cut oats. They're great. Um, and yeah, that's, that fills me up. So I love that. Cause then I'm not thinking about food right away. You know, it's kind of like that's happened also yeah. during all this time, I'm drinking a ton of water. And then, um, I start to dive into work after that. I usually plan my next day the night before. So I was talking about like the hourly schedule earlier. I usually map that all out the night before. So once I get 
ready for work, like ready to get into everything around probably 9am, like realistically is when I get started. And I just start chipping away at the to-do list I've created for myself. So there's no real, um, like typical work day, I guess for me, it's usually a lot of like combination between creating content and editing content is generally, you know, how it goes. And that was exactly my next question. How do you plan your content? Cause you make your own videos, you edit your own videos, you edit your own meditations. So how is your content creating process for the platform? You know, like, how do you, you set up a tripod? Like, what do you do? Yeah. Where do so workouts? where do I film them? Yeah. So I've been filming them at home, um, but I actually just filmed all of the May and June content in a studio space. So I'm super excited. Because yes, I saw, I saw that. Wow. That was, that looks so good. I'm so excited. So every, the quality and the situation is just going to be upgraded. So this is a good time. If you haven't subscribed to the app, this is a good time because everything's going up a notch. So yeah, now I think I'm going to try to do um, studio space. And so the way that I kind of like organize everything back to your other question was I come up with what the content's going to be for a month to two months out because it's evergreen content in the sense that like you could watch a workout four months from now and it would still be relevant. It's not content that like kind of expires. You can do yeah, these things at any sure. time. So I'll plan them out for like two months in advance at a time. And then I basically go through like a scripting process where I just generally outline the workouts, any of the productivity videos, kind of give myself like a loose script. Um, the meditations take the longest to prep for because I have to find the music I'm going to use. And then I kind of like listen through and will create the script. And that script is a lot more I stick to it more. Like once I write the script, I basically say exactly what's on there. So that take that process just takes a bit longer. But then um, when it comes to like actually filming everything, it's just me and my tripod. I finally started using like a um, wireless mic. So the sound's going to be better too. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty like, you know, amateur setup. I have a good camera. I use like a, just a vlogging camera actually. Oh. And then I have an Amazon tripod, Amazon mic situation and just set everything up and get going. So it's nice to actually do it the way I did it with the studio because it kind of forces me to again, batch my time and get everything done more efficiently so that otherwise what happens is like week over week, I'm like, Oh shoot, got to film, you know, this video. And I didn't get this one done yet. And so that can become a little stressful and like this hamster wheel feeling. So after doing the studio thing, I have like two months basically of content now that I just have to edit, which I do in iMovie on my computer. Um, and yeah, the editing, I just, I like doing that kind of creative thing anyway. Um, but you just kind of get the hang of it. It takes a long time at first and now I'm pretty quick with it. So I can usually get a video edited within like 30 minutes to an hour, which is good. Nice. Okay. I'm excited to see your videos and I don't think it's amateur at all. And back to me mentioning Melissa Wood, but she actually posted yesterday. I think that she just started working with a professional team and yeah. she's like 39, 40, you know what yeah. I'm saying? She's been doing this since she was like in her mid twenties. So it's like, it's crazy how long, like, I feel like, you know, and like as an entrepreneur myself, like it's a lot of like five steps forward, 10 steps back, yeah, 15 steps forward, 19 steps back and like so on and so forth. But then like once your business and like your idea hits that, that moment of like peak, like it's all up from there, you know, yeah. 
now for someone like her, like she probably looks back on herself, like recording on her little tripod. Like she even put the price, like a $24 tripod from Amazon in her living room. And now she's like the Melissa Wood, like everyone knows Melissa Wood, you know, whether yeah. you subscribe to her or not, it's like so inspiring, you know? And like, like, I feel like your journey is, is somewhere like that. Like today you're saying, oh, like it's kind of an amateur setup, but like maybe in five years, it'll be like, oh yeah, today I'm going to my studio and like I'm recording my Totally. Work. And um, that, that's what I visualize. I visualize I studio space yeah. and all of that. So I think like, that's also important for you to, to take respect and like embrace where you are. But then also like, I think the more you dream, the more to me, the more likely those things all are to happen yeah. because you have to think about it before you'll ever get to that point. Sure. If you've never th- dreamt about it. It's not going to happen. So you kind of have to, you know, like slowly, but surely work your way there. And I also think, um, like you were saying, like there is a lot of five steps forward, 10 steps back or five steps forward, five steps back. And I think that a lot of it is just testing. Like everything's trial and error. Um, And I think that's just the life of like being in business is everything will always be trial and error. Hopefully less errors as time goes on, but I'm sure there'll just be different errors at that point. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's so inspiring. And I love how you're doing something different and Um, basically to wrap up this conversation, I want to talk to you about, um, like, what were your first steps in starting your platform? Like you, what you worked at Equinox, then what, like, what were your first steps? Like, how did you, and you said that your boyfriend helped you a lot, like with, with everything. Um, well, I don't know so much everything, but you know what I mean? So tell us number one, what did you do? Yeah. So first thing, basically when I left my job at Equinox, I actually didn't have anything lined up, but I just knew I wanted to change what I was doing. I wanted to do something more creative than what I had been doing. Um, I loved my job, but I was just getting, it was very, um, monotonous. Like you would do the same thing day in, day out every month, your goal would reset. I was in sales. So it was just kind of this constant, like uphill battle that would then reset and you're back at the bottom of the hill. And so I just was ready for a change. And, um, when I left my job, I had like, I knew I had three months cushion to kind of figure out what I was going to do. At that point, I didn't know if I was going to take another full-time job, but I did know that I wanted to work on Cacti Wellness at this point. I thought I was going to be doing like one-on-one programs with companies where I would go in and, and give them wellness resources. And so I, I thought I was going to do something much more like corporate wellness. And what it ended up evolving into was I started doing freelance marketing consulting, which is so random, but it, that was kind of like what my original background was in, in school. So I was helping people with their social media, helping people with their email marketing. Um, and I knew that that, and website design, and I knew that wasn't what I wanted to do long-term, but it was actually great because I was able to get paid to learn. Basically I was learning all of these platforms. I was learning how to like grow other people's brands. Um, and I was getting paid for it. And then I would, would had still had the flexibility and time to work on cacti on the side. And that's where, when I was mentioning like my boyfriend helping me a lot of what he mostly just was talking through things and kind of saying like, is this a viable idea? Is this what I should really put my time and energy into? And I kind of did a bunch of different iterations of like free, product. I had done like a free, um, kind of like magazine style subscription for a while that was all the same content, but just in like written kind of editorial form. Um, and that didn't really click. And so I started doing more video content and then the pandemic hits. And of course that was a completely tragic thing. However, the benefit for me and my business was everything went online. And so 
all of a sudden these like little workout videos that I was creating had a lot more kind of demand because now everyone's doing their workouts online. People are looking for resources for everything online, how to work from home, how to be more productive. And so (laughs) everything. Yeah. So I just kind of dive, dove straight into like figuring out how to get everything up on a website and kind of work from there. So it was a website for a while. Um, that was, I wasn't actually charging anyone for, I was just trying to kind of like build the audience. And then I, ended up partnering with a platform that is actually the same one that a lot of like Tosh Franken uses, Melissa Wood Health uses to develop the app. So they are a great like behind the scenes partner because they would take all of the stuff that I'd created on the website and just developed it into an app. So I didn't have to deal with the actual like development stages. Okay. If you don't mind me asking, what's the company? It's Vimeo, but it's their OTT branch. So OTT is oh, like yes. that style of media. I know I've seen that because I don't know why I like fell upon that website and then, or like something, and it showed me all the subs- subscriptions that I had with that website, with that, with that company, Yeah, like Melissa Wood, Tasha Franken, uh, even like Forma Pilates, I'm pretty sure is like developing an app and using them. Like, um, anyways, that's just so cool. And I think that that is so fun and fresh. Like we don't hear this enough. Like no one is really doing that. So I feel like you really have a place in this very oversaturated market, you know, like it's very hard to see the people that are doing different things, but I see that you're doing something totally different. And I really look, look, admire and look up to you in that way, because I just think, I just think you're so like original. Like I love your ideas and I love, I love what you're doing. I just think that it's so cool. And I feel like more people need to hear about it. So Last question, unless you weren't finished with the, uh, with the story on how to No, that's, that's pretty much it. I started kind of went into that, that phase in like November. Um, I had signed a contract with them and then it took up until about like mid, mid to end of January for everything to be finalized. The website was up, but I had, didn't have the app yet. And then the app launched February 22nd at two, 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 an angel number. I thought would be the most fitting. <laughs> so cute. Oh my God. That's so, that is so cute. I just can't. And I have to check out your app. I really want to, I just, I was so blown away when I saw that you had an app and then I opened it and then I, I saw that I had to sign up. So I'm going to do that tonight and I'm encouraging anyone else that's listening right now. It's definitely, if you need to find a new program or a new, a new app, a new platform in general, definitely sign up. And how much is your subscription per month? It's just $9.99 monthly and you get a 14 day free trial just by signing up. So it's automatically 14 days free. No, um, you know, no risk. You can cancel if it's not for you, but I think that you'll all love it. Um, and then rolls over $10 a month. That is so cool. Okay. Uh, so last question, who are your, um, go-to wellness influencers or like bloggers or YouTubers, people that you look up to in the industry or like that you just grab inspiration from on a daily basis. I'm personally always looking for new people to follow. So, um, and also my followers and listeners here, I'm sure you guys are looking for new inspiration. Um, so let us know who are your favorite people. Okay. Let me think of like the, the main people that I follow. I, I did a big, like muting everybody phase on Instagram because it sometimes I get just like, it's too much of the the whole comparison thing. And I just am like, ah, I love what you're doing, but I need to chill on it. But I love, um, I love Maggie McDonald, which I know that she actually repinned one of your graphics the other day. And I was like, Oh my God. Remember I tagged you on Instagram. Oh, I was like, this is, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, the quote, the quote, the quote. I thought you meant one of my wellness graphics. I'm like, oh my God, again? No, no, she's, I love Maggie McDonald. Like she's like my favorite YouTuber ever. 
Yes. So I love her. And I think that she does a, she, you know, is similarly to like what we're talking about, does a good job of showing the wellness side of things, but also, you know, she works her ass off. And so it's just cool to like, see that all together. Um, and she also is like, just a real girl. I think she's cool. So I like following her. Um, and then I love actually, to, I like to follow women that are like other business owners. I think that I gravitate that towards that more than mm-hmm. the traditional influencers. So I love following um, Mariana Hewitt and Lauren Gore. I guess she's Lauren Ireland now, but they're yeah, both um, Gores, yeah, yeah, whatever. They're both like influencers, but they also own Summer Fridays, and I love the Summer Fridays product. So they're really fun to follow for both like inspiration and the business side of things. So yeah. I'd say those also, are like the three I pay attention to the most. I also follow them. I follow all three of those and well, those people, and I find them like I find they all have different things to offer. You know, I feel like Maggie is more like the, the relatable. Um, like she's also like around our age, you know, she's younger. Yeah, totally. You know, whatever. And then we have Lauren, who's a mom. And then we have Mariana, who's actually very private about her, her personal life. We've mm-hmm. never heard anything about Mariana Hewitt's personal life. And I, I find it so cool how she, I could get into a whole other conversation right now, but I find it so cool how she shares so much, but yet shares so little. Yeah. That is so cool. I just find it very cool how she does that. And she's very captivating and she's a boss. I also love her podcast, Life by Mariana. Or I've been listening to a couple of episodes. I need to dive. I need to like go binge that because I love her. I love the ones I listen to as well. She's really good. And she has like, some really inspiring people on. So, okay. I love that. That's amazing. Okay. So where can people find you, Miss Kira Jones? And um, anything else, what would, what would be one thing that you want the people listening to leave off with today? Like to take away from this conversation? Ooh, I love that question. Okay. So you can find me at cacti wellness, C-A-C-T-I, like the plural form of cactus. <laughs> cacti <laughs> wellness. Why did you name it cacti? I, it was just like, I wanted a short kind of like catchy word. And I was actually in Arizona at the time that I was like, think, trying to think of a name and there was cacti everywhere. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of catchy. So it just kind of, I grabbed it. I was like, I had thought so much about a name. And then it's like, I feel like at the end of the day, once you call it something, everyone just knows that it's referred to as that. And it doesn't even matter anymore. So yeah, cacti wellness and then cacti wellness collective is the Instagram for the app and the business. And so if you want more like daily tips, that's a great place for that. Um, We also are on Pinterest and YouTube, all the same uh, handle. And then, of course, my app, which you can just download in the App Store, Cacti Wellness Collective. Um, And then, oh, one last thing to leave everyone with. Yes, I'm super excited to share this. I think that um, the biggest piece of advice that I could give anyone for this can be applicable to anything in your life. But if you have a goal just go for it. If there is something that you feel like is kind of temporarily standing in in your way, take the leap. Like this is your permission. This is your encouragement to take the leap because I think there are so many times in our lives that we look at something that feels so far away and we don't know how we're going to get there, but we know we really like deep down in our bones want it. And you can really do anything you set your mind to, but you have to take the first step and just jump off cliff. So that is my little inspiration motivation for all of you. And if you're listening, this is your sign. Whatever you're thinking about, just do it. And this is your that, sign. Yeah, this is your sign. And I think that you, person, why I thank you so much for coming on. And honestly, the reason why I want to have you on the podcast is because I feel like, like I said so many times throughout this episode, that you are doing something so different. 
people share similar goals and your specific goal on like a platform and all that is not something you hear about from like a regular girl until like it really takes off. Being someone at like the initial phases that I know and like I, I see the potential in your business and I know that it's gonna pop off. Thank you so much for being on. And Thank you. Yes, you too. And then it'll be both of us there, which is the most exciting part. Thank you so much for being on, Kira. Okay, guys. So that was it for the episode with Kira. Sorry that I didn't record too much of an outro with her, but. I just love this episode. It is so raw and unedited. I honestly didn't even touch it once. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. And then again, the reason why I had Kira on the pod is because obviously she's such an inspiring woman, but I think that her business is so different. And I love reaching out to women who I truly think are doing different things, not only different than me, but different to to others in general. And I love having people that are in the same field as me on because I think that there is so much room for everyone to coexist in this very saturated industry and everyone has their different potential and I just love it. So I hope you guys enjoyed and I'll catch you next Monday right here on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify on the Morning Blend. Bye.